Hi everybody, it's me again, Barry, <laughs> turning the page, and uh, good to be with you again on this uh, vlog or the podcast that you're watching. Um, this week's title for my um, blog, it's kind of clickbaity. Uh, it's it's called, uh, let's have a look. What's it called? It's called um, get astounding weight loss and peace at being forgiven. And of course, whenever you say weight loss, everybody goes, oh. Could have, you know, learn more, <laughs> and I had a, had a huge response on the email list, um, quite a lot more open rate than normal, <laughs> which I was expecting, but it wasn't intentional to get people to open it, but yeah, today I'm talking about, uh, I suppose, a kind of emotional weight loss, um, heart weight loss, and um, so let's, do, I'll just get into it, eh, and um, I could, I could actually feel like a, a kind of weight leave my body. I, I had the, carried this like tension and held this stress for so long that it was actually beginning to feel quite normal. And But once though I heard the words, you are forgiven, be at peace, uh, it was like something had just lifted off my shoulders and um, like a huge burden. Now, when we're talking about this kind of weight loss, we're not talking about a few extra pounds of weight that you might be carried over because you overindulged at Christmas. Yeah, it's more the emotional weight of events that have happened to you. You know, the kilograms of guilt, the burden of shame, the gravity of regret. It's the, um, the anger and resentment festering away and eating at your soul. Uh, the bitterness that still snipes in your silence. And, and this burden can be so heavy that it feels like it pushes you into the ground. And you just groan under the weight of what you carry. Well, one of the most um, powerful <clears throat> words that I've ever come across in theological language is the word vicarious. And it comes from the Latin, and, it's, and at its simplest, it means to serve instead of, or of someone, or something else. Um, and this is a, a, a definition. If you act in someone's stead, you take his place or her place, at least temporarily. The oldest meaning of vicarious, which dates to the first half of the 1600s, is serving instead of someone or something else. The word vicarious means or derives from the Latin word vicus, uh, which means change, alteration, or stead. Vicus is also the source of the English prefix word vice, as in vice president, meaning one that takes the place of. And so recently I've been attending an, an Anglican church, and in the, in the service there was a very, very special moment. And I think many people, maybe who've, been Anglicans for a very long time, probably, probably um, have got used to it. But here are the words we use and who says them. So the congregation kneels, or, or most people don't, but then the minister, and that's not the priest, that's the one who's sort of running the service, um, says, in God there is forgiveness. And then there's a moment of silence. And then everybody in this congregation is invited to say, Loving and all-seeing God, forgive us where we have failed to support one another and to be what we claim to be. Forgive us where we have failed to serve you. 
and where our thoughts and actions have been. Contrary to yours, we ask your pardon. And then the presiding priest, that's the priest priest, <laughs> gets up and says, God forgives us, be at peace. And it's, it's, it's really high drama, you know, as good as any dramatic production on any stage. And we are invited into a courtroom scene where, where we acknowledge our failures, that we are all guilty of crimes against God, humanity, creation, ourselves. And like, I've got a, this large overflowing backpack of instances where um, knowingly and unknowingly I've turned my gaze in the wrong direction. You know, and that's referring to a quote from Simone Wheel. Sin is not a distance, it is a turning of our gaze in the wrong direction. And we stand in the dock, waiting for the sinners to come down, and a priest <laughs> stands, strides into the middle of the court, and looks us in the eye and says, God forgives you, be at peace. And every Sunday I watch this drama be um, is played out, and I fix my eyes on the vicar of St Andrews, Sarah, our vicar, moves to the centre of the church, I watch her face, it's between me, her and God, and she declares forgiveness. It's said in sort of tones of compassion, but it's also said with an authoritative conviction that soothes the heart, and I think shakes the heavens. <laughs> and I sense in my spirit uh, something of a visceral relief. I'm known, I'm loved, I'm held and I'm embraced, and relieved of the back, heavy backpack I carry. And so I dance a little lighter. Well, <laughs> a few weeks ago, Sarah had just finished with the declaration of uh, You Are Forgiven, Be at Peace. When there was this little 15-month-old girl's voice said from the rear, rear of the church, Uh-oh! <laughs> and Sarah just struggled to keep her joy and her laughter contained. And of course, being COVID, she was wearing a mask, so you couldn't see it. But I could see that she was had a, a lot of joy. And I found out later that the little girl was her daughter. <laughs> but it's the, it's the childlike uh-ohs that we have. The big and small uh-ohs. Welcomed by God who knows all, sees all, and so can forgive all. You see, I need regularly someone to declare over me forgiveness. A voice, a real person, someone with flesh, bone and dustiness to be a representative of truth. I need a Samaritan to enter my ditch and do something that I cannot do for myself. And those words, be at peace. Uh, if you read through the Bible, there are many encounters of um, women and men they have with God or angelic beings. And in every, every instance, the, the immediate response is fear. Uh, but the response from God, or the angelic being, is a, one of reassurance. And words given such as, um, be at peace. I am with you. Don't be afraid. And look, so many people have an image of a vengeful, angry God. That, that God has an accountant's book, um, ledger book, and notes down every single sin and dishes out consequences for all of our failings but the image uh, we find in Jesus is one of knowing all our frailties and speaking to the hurt with the words be at peace 
You see, when we're in a state of repentance or change of mind, we know we deserve justice, but we pray for mercy and we are gifted with grace. Be at peace. You are forgiven. You see, God's grace is the seedbed which forgiveness springs from. And safe people say safe words. And I think we all need a safe person with whom we can share our overloaded backpacks. Someone who won't come on a mission of fairs, you know, fixing you and advising you and saving you and setting you on straight. Those things are important, but first off, you need a vicar, a vicarious one, a person who can be the Christ and declare the truth. You are forgiven, be at peace. So I'd encourage you to be that safe person for someone else and help them lose weight. Here's some quotes. We can only live inside the flow of forgiveness if we have stood under the constant waterfall of needed forgiveness ourselves. Richard Raw. If it is true that forgiveness is the most therapeutic fact in all of life, then guilt must be the most destructive. We are simply not built for it. David Siemens. We cannot embrace God's forgiveness if we are so busy clinging to past wounds and nursing old grudges. T.D. Jakes. Forgiveness, or forgiving, is not a single event, but a gradual process of increasing compassion and reducing resentment. Forgiving, forgive yourself for not knowing what you didn't know before you learned it. <laughs> That's from Do Zantamata. And the counsellor who merely instructs his bitter client to decide to forgive the offending party has failed to promote the maturity that comes from relying on Christ alone. Larry Crabb. The missing element is reevaluating the event to see it as God sees it, is unfortunate but irrelevant to one's security and significance. Making shift, making the shift from the wrong perspective to the right one is central to the work of forgiveness. Larry Crabb. The heart and the key to the Christian message is the vicarious nature of the life of Christ. Yes, he died for you, but he also lived as you and performed on your behalf. David Riddell. Hey, here's some questions. What is in your backpack that you need to shed? What's the weight that you're carrying? To who is a safe person for you that can declare forgiveness over you? Forgiveness is not a single event, but an ongoing process. What helps? What hinders that continuing process? So this has been um, part eight of an eight-part series, so it's come to an end, about repentance. And if you want to read the, or watch and listen to the other ones, um, they start off with facing the black and finding the light, and um, they carry on to this one. I hope you found them helpful, and uh, I've really enjoyed writing them and processing them myself. That's part of what I do. It helps me. Hey, and if you'd like to email me, it's barry at turningthepage.co.nz. I love to hear from my readers and watchers and listeners. Um, it, it truly helps me to create, yeah, because I hear what where people are at. And uh, if you'd like to support what I do, that's really important, um, just to keep this thing 
financially uh, going to pay for things like the website and other bits and pieces. It's um, come over to turningthepage.co.nz forward slash support and you can support me for like a US dollar per month. Pretty much, not much is it really, but yeah, every little bit helps. Hey, until next week, um, I pray you'd lose some weight. Okay, bye.